Good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I have Joanna Chudy joining me. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Happy Hi. Turkey Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The beauty. Yeah. So what's okay, so you're originally American. Oh man. I'm sorry, I'm getting right away. Right away. I know. Well that's okay. It's okay. Don't lose listeners. No, no. Right, right off the top. No. You're in the Just kidding. <laughs> I love my I love my American uh transplants. Yeah, most of my here. family's it's... from the Philadelphia kind of area nice. and stuff like that as well. Early cool. on before my I'm sort of third, second generation in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um so what's the difference between our Thanksgiving and your Thanksgiving? Whoa, that's a very good question. So I was with friends last night and I got asked this question because, so this was the, this was the party that we went to last night. This is what I have experienced as Canadian Thanksgiving. So <laughs> show up and they've got their pool cranked to 38 degrees. Uh, oh, nice. They've got their deep fryer going with the turkey in it already. They have a brisket that's been smoking for 17 hours. Um, family, friends, kid friendly, just a really beautiful gathering together at our friend's home. Um, we do it every year. There's a birthday involved. There's tons to celebrate, but it's it's quaint and it's like intimate and it's nice because I get to see these people and connect with them. And the difference to me is American Thanksgiving, at least in my experience, is bigger Okay. <laughs> but maybe the like, well, it's almost like Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, Except like, for the presents. My or? family does like seven to eight turkeys. Oh. It, doors are open to the town hall. Like the everybody's a cousin, so everybody just shows up, brings friends, brings you know extra family. Um, we have a talent show. There's like well, what's your talent? <laughs> showing up from Canada. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, All right. it's it's pretty similar. Yeah. You know, the, the food's similar. Um, the feel is the, is the same too, right? You, the whole point is quality time with loved ones. Yep. No yeah. being thankful for where we're Absolutely. at. And, uh, yep. and no matter what's going on in our world, yeah, there's I, I always still something feel, to be grateful for, right? Well, especially in Canada. Absolutely. You come here yeah. and, and the States. There's lots of great things going on down there as well. Yep. And yep. it is nice when you, uh, you're able to realize and you come back after you travel, you get home and just It like, feels good, right? No, yeah, Canada's, a pretty, Canada's a pretty good place. I, I do want to mention one thing, and this is not, it's a little bit political, but not really. You know, this carbon stuff, right? Yes. I remember in Calgary about seven, eight years ago, we used to see a smog line, like on these days, especially today where we got a bit of a Chinook yeah, you'd when see you look smog. downtown, but yeah. Yeah, but I've really noticed in the last three to four years, we don't smog. have smog. Yeah. You like, know what? You're right. There's, especially down at the shop, because say you take, uh, yeah. you're taking like 22X West or so, and you can have that beautiful view of downtown, and you would always see sort of an amber oh, haze no. over downtown. Absolutely. Right? No, you could, you could yeah. really feel it. But what there's, I've really noticed, like our houses burn cleaner. Most people have high efficient furnaces. Our cars burn so much cleaner. Mm. Like Canada, we're doing so much in our amount of trees that we do plant and all mm. these things that I, I just think we don't need to beat ourselves up so badly with this climate crisis stuff that mm. Canada, we've done so much and we're doing a great job. And so let's... We'll pat on the back. Keep, a little keep bit the good instead work going, of yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a little so negative. And like I know they were talking about carbon credits earlier, like buying carbon credit. I just don't understand. You're still the, that doesn't clean the air, but you're still yeah. doing the thing that causes Absolutely. the yeah the burning of. But the... I think Canada, we've done it quietly behind the scenes. We fixed mm-hmm. a lot of things. Our cars are clean. We do pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to. Like we're not out burning stuff. Just no, to, we're out planting trees. Yeah. So anyway, so. <laughs> Hats off to Canada and hey, uh, right. and doing a go- good job and uh, being thankful for for that. So, anyways, 
I, I, <laughs> I, get, too, I get too worked up on the election <laughs> thing right now, so I don't even want to go there. Especially, well, it's on everyone's minds, right? <laughs> well, it is, it's yep. a big topic, and, and it's a Everyone it's should a thing. be involved. This is our civic absolutely, duty. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we got a couple texts here earlier. Um, morning, Merle. My lawn definitely needs to be cut. I was wondering if it's okay to leave it long over winter, or should it be cut short? I like to cut it a little bit shorter, just sort of in that inch and a half to two inches. We've had a lot of issues with uh, those ground mice and those little yeah. voles and things that go around and make tunnels in your grass. And the longer your grass is, um, it just creates that little... Little uh, tunnels and pathways for them to live in. Yeah. yeah. And if we get yeah. that snow cover, it ends up looking like a little parkade underneath your mm-hmm. snow cover. Like you got these little tunnels everywhere. Um, so one another thing I just recommend using our our green it up fertilizer. It does recover way quicker if you do get some of that most mm-hmm. damage because and dog damage over mm-hmm. the winter because um, you're feeding the roots, which makes a big difference, and and we get nice and green for you. So we have a we have a couple. We have a a, a, a guest joining us at ten oh five. Nice, I'm excited for that. Yeah, call. yeah. Theo Flurry. Awesome. Hockey player. We, we had the pleasure of working with him and Al, his wife, and mm-hmm. and doing their home outside, yeah. landscaping their, their place. Beautiful new home, and now they have the yard to match. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're very fortunate to, to work with them and end up doing a nice design. But I just want to ask like, Theo about what's it like to go through the design process, what mm-hmm. we're good, what we're bad for. Mm-hmm. And it's not his forte. He's not a gardener type right. yeah. person, but how did this help make decisions? Because I know they were working with someone else before, and then they... Mm-hmm met with a couple companies and they decided to go with us and nice. but what set us apart and 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 I think we do have a good job so we're going to talk about that and Joanna yeah. is our designer so if you have design questions yeah please fire uh, away this is the time of year where obviously we all know the snow has kind of come in and slowed us up on some things but we are full speed ahead with design work and this is when you can get our undivided attention so Season's Absolutely. slowing down. We love design work in the winter. That means that we can really do an awesome, you know, detailed job on your on your project and get ready for spring. We're, we're very fortunate between you, Alistair, and Kim. We have an amazing team. Yeah, you have a great yeah, little trio. It's not of just the me. Amigos. No, yeah, no, Alistair. <laughs> I have tons and, of awesome, skilled support. Yeah, and and Kim is. Uh, she's a wizard. She's a, yeah, she's dynamite <laughs> on the AutoCAD and stuff yeah. like that, and and bringing the the designs to life in three D. So love that kind of stuff. It's so cool. Like I, I love when they do it when they have the real property report where you sort of have all the lines and the measurement. Yep. And then they make the house pop up 3D yep. on it. I just think that's the coolest. It's that cool. Just... And then you actually, when as a client, when you see that come to life, it's really neat because you're, you know, you've kind of been either slogging away at a mature landscape that you're not sure what to do with or you have a new home and it's hard to envision these things. But when you do a 3D design, you're right there staring at your front door. Yeah. And it's a video fly-through, so you literally get to walk all the way around your property in yeah. this sort of virtual reality, and you get to see what your landscape will look like. Absolutely. So you, you know what you're going to buy before you've even signed It is hard just on the 2D ones when you're doing it. It's And everyone's going to remember a design is a concept, and most of, mm-hmm. most of our designs... They always change about 15, 20%, 10%. There's always something on the ground that keeps us flexible. Again, that's just making sure you're working with a good design team that also communicates and works well with the installers. And changes and things like that. Sometimes it looks great on paper and you get there, okay, this didn't quite line up what we were thinking. Maybe neighbors put in 60-foot aspens or whatever whatever. you know yeah you have to you have to adjust and be flexible for sure if you'd like to join me today the phone lines are wide open here on thanksgiving weekend 403 
1-800-563-7770 or 1-800-563-7770. Um, give us a shout. And those are also the talk and text lines. So if you have some design questions you want to send a picture in, um, by all means, send a picture. Mm-hmm. And the million-dollar question has been answered right now. Mary is alive. And by all means, send a picture. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> oh, she's listening up. Probably going over to turn the radio yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, she's... Hey, Mary. <laughs> there she turned her radio off. <laughs> there you are, Mary. I'm alive. Hi, yeah. Mary. Hi, Joanna. Hi, good to hear your voice. <laughs> well, I guess they missed me. They went MIA I had for a couple of weeks. call and say, good Lord, where have you been? They've been yeah. missing you. I know. Brian and Merle wondered if you'd fallen off the track. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, I got lost in a snowbank. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been busy putting your gardens to bed? Well, you know what, Joanna? I had a 50-pound pumpkin, really? and it turned oh. yellow. Oh, uh, it got cold, eh? Now, wow. I had to go, no, no. Like it started to ripen? I or? got them all. I had to drive the car down and put them in the trunk of the car. <laughs> couldn't lift them. Oh, that's uh, funny. Anyway, I just shared them with everybody. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had 20 of them. Wow. Oh, they were, well, you saw them. I saw, yeah. yep, I saw it early days, and I they were already starting to sprawl all yeah, over the garden. Yeah, they were just yep. great. Nice. Yeah, that's and then I even had some squash. Wow. They kind of got pumpkin squashy. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether squash or pumpkins. Well, you can eat the pumpkins, generally yeah, well, most varieties. I, oh, I know, but you know what? I don't have time. I just yeah. buy a can. There, oh, there you go. <laughs> Throw the pumpkin in the trunk them. and buy a can, huh? Yeah, I enjoyed them. And the trees are wonderful. Oh, good. And this, uh, this moisture was just excellent. Yep, but that's, a good way to, that's a good way to look at it. That really needs to be cut, Merle, but I'm not cutting it. No, no it's supposed no, to be. Gonna, it's okay. Yeah. I don't have to worry because I got foxes and yeah. And, and coyotes, and they eat them. So eating the, lots of the... They eat the moles. And the, <laughs> Isn't that fun to watch, too? Oh, yeah. Like I've pounce. been watching them jump. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and same with the hawks and the owls. We're unfortunate yeah. where I and live. they follow him. Yeah, there's a big yeah. owl and uh, a couple of hawks that hang out on one of my neighbor's house. <laughs> so you watch the owl. He just swoops down, grabs something, and then yeah. goes and back up. That, <laughs> fast food. In the new tree... <laughs> I have so many chickadees, little black-headed chickadees. They're so happy. But anyway, I'm good, so have a great Thanksgiving. You too, Mary. Mary. Okay, talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, always good to know. Make sure Mary's all good. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. I, I'm envisioning her lifting a 50-pound pumpkin into the trunk of her car, and I feel bad like I should have been there to help. Yeah, she's, well, you and her are built very similar, right? Very Mary tall, is slim. a powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of leverage in our, our height and our lankiness. <laughs> for the, for uh, This is radio, so you all can't see me, but I'm over six feet tall. So, yeah, yeah I kind of stand out a little bit. <laughs> Mary's long and lean, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the two of you bending over, picking up a pumpkin. Yeah. There's <laughs> we got good teamwork. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Speaking of that, and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
That, that we do here in the Garden <laughs> Center business. So Brought to you by <laughs> Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Very exciting news on the old prune it up yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. We've added another 60-foot sure. bucket truck, so... Mm-hmm. We had uh, one more truck to our little fleet, nice. so we got two of those, and we have a chipper truck and a fertilizer truck, so um, Mark and the guys will be able to look after all your pruning, and going nice. into winter and fall, it's actually one of the best times to do yep. all your pruning. You can yep. see, Mark was sending me pictures, they were out at the gorgeous acreage yesterday, up in the aerial truck there, just nice. doing these great big poplars. All the leaves and, have dropped, and or most have dropped, yeah. right? So you can see the crown better. Absolutely. You can see the structure and everything that's going on. So Very cool. Perfect. Well, let's go. We're going to go to Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are you uh, doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Well, okay. Uh, I have a female dog, so she's murderer on my uh, back lawn in the winter times. Um, in a, a couple of years ago, while I was trying to fix the brown patches that she created, um, some sort of weed or, or I don't know, even know what it is, sort of took hold there, and I can't seem to get rid of it, and it's it spread fairly well around the lawn. Have you it's, tried it's, like Killex? No, I haven't tried anything like because I don't have a very big backyard, so I don't want the dog sort of. See, that's her domain in the summertime, so I haven't been able to put anything down. Yeah, so but I just you can I just, just went looking for something to kill. It's not for the spot so much. It's 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 this weed because it's gets, yeah. It's like a creeper weed. Yeah, so. Killex works really well, and you can just spot spray. Like I never recommend spraying the whole ground like that. Okay. And and with having a dog, if you switch, I'm not sure if you're using our fertilizer, the green up fertilizer, but if you. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, there's a couple of pictures. We've had quite a few of our clients and customers send pictures in of before and after with their dogs. Um, we have a product called Dog Spot Prevent, and then with our Green It Up Fertilizer, like it pretty much eliminates any dog spots, and your grass is super nice and thick and recovers really quickly. So Okay. And that's a natural way, because then if you get your grass nice and healthy, Kentucky bluegrass is very invasive on its own. It'll actually choke out a lot of weeds. Like, I, I, my lawn was horrible. I moved into a new house this past year, and my lawn when I moved in was horrible. And yeah. now it is so green and thick. And like I said, I probably had three dandelions this year. Just because once you get your lawn healthy, you create a good environment for it, it'll choke out a lot of the other stuff. So Okay. And I just have one more quick question I yep. just thought about. Now, um, a while back, I was listening to, I caught a little bit of the show, and you were talking about um, everybody's favorite uh, creeping purple bellflower. Yeah. And I believe you had somebody, you, you, you mentioned to somebody that there was something you could get that you would paint the leaves with, and it, that would kill it? Or Yeah, and it's basically the, the kill X. Okay, it is a killer. Yeah. And what I do, if I'm just spot spraying, I get a tube or something like that. If you have a plastic, like a six-inch pipe or an old coffee can, cut both ends off and just put it over top of the weed that you want to spray. And right. then just spray over top, and then that way you're not getting it everywhere. And right. uh, and then just let the let the weed totally die before you, before it mow, before you yeah. mow it down or pull it. Because most of the time if you're pulling weeds... Um, a lot of times you create more weeds because you break the root and, and... It'll be back, right? Yeah, twice You're just creating yeah. an opening, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, my biggest problem is that I've got it growing 
along the driveway and, you know, cracks in the driveway and it comes up and that stuff, I, you know, the stuff in the garden, if I dig down deep enough, I can get to the, yep. the, the sort of the, the root, which is almost like a carrot sometimes yep. Yep. Uh, and pull it out. But yeah, it's, it's the and if you're stuff doing that it, I can't reach. Yeah. And if you're doing it, um, all the time, like if you like to cultivate once a week, like I love one of those three prong cultivators. Yeah. Those are one of my favorites. If the weeds are quite small, you're always just t- turning them over, and then they never really get a chance to take root. It's just if you uh, abstain from from cultivating or weeding for a few weeks, it's amazing how fast Mother Nature takes over yeah. and it'd be full yeah. of weeds before you know it, right? So Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's in there with raspberries and all kinds of stuff so yeah you can only do so much yeah no and some of those areas you can just use bark mulch as well if you just want to throw some of that shredded bark mulch down it weaves itself together creates a, a weed barrier on its own and okay. and that's a great way plus it also holds in the moisture so right. it's beneficial in both ways just don't use raw um, um mulch like from an arborist or something it, okay. it is because if you put that on your shrubs and that without it being able to go through the composting process, it'll pull a lot of the nitrogen out of your out of your soil, and a lot of your okay. plants will go yellow. I've had a lot of people have that happen. And mm-hmm. if you're going to use comp or shredded mulch from a from an arborist, it, it needs to sit for like a year or two, sort of thing, just to go through that decomposing process. And the stuff that we sell at the store from Foothills. Um, premium is gone through that process. They yeah. they put it in their oven and they make it go through their... There's also lots of stuff in that freshly chipped. Um, you know, if you've got an infected tree, say yeah. you've got some rust or something, and then you get that mulch and you go and spread it under your apple trees, you could really be introducing a, a problem to your yard. So, okay. yeah, that, that heat and the aging process helps a lot. Yep. But yeah. honestly, if you look at that dog spot prevent and the green up fertilizer, will definitely look after your, your dog spots for your grass. Okay, great. All righty. Thanks, Andrew. Bye-bye. Bye. And we just had a text about where you can buy that Green It Up um, fertilizer, and that's just sold exclusively at our store, right? Yep. So come on down to 210 Avenue. That's where our shop is, uh, across from the community of Legacy on McLeod Trail South. Yeah, no way. And that's what we created, the fertilizer, because... I was just tired of selling the stuff that the box stores sell because yep. it's just it's made for. It's like it covers the symptoms of an unhealthy lawn. Like it's I, my analogy is like uh, <laughs> it's a green up top. If you have gray hair and you want color. to you want to get that color, you'd buy like maybe t- you know, like big box turf builders. I mean, <laughs> don't put that on your hair, but it's the same idea. You're not really um, you're not really addressing the root cause of it, and nope. it literally is the roots, right? No, in our heavy clay, you need to get the yes. roots down nice and deep. Plus, you use way less water. And it becomes nice and thick, and yep. it fights a lot of the weeds, so you're not using Less pesticide. Less work for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I love the people that come in, and they buy in four bags. to get two yeah, for them and two for their friend. <laughs> or two for their friend. They go, oh, I got to get my buddy the I good stuff. I did that the other day. I bought some for us, and I give the rest to my neighbor. Nice. So, yeah. Look at you. All right, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Matt, the producer, he was at Luke Combs last night, but I said he spells his name wrong. My, my name is Combs with two O's. He's missing an O. Yeah, what's wrong with Luke? Spelled it, all those shirts he made and he spelled them all wrong. Did you, get a, did you get a deal on that, Matt? No. 
I went to a Led Zeppelin tribute band last nice. night. Nice. How was it? Deerfoot. It was good. Young yeah. guys. The guy was really good, though. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. It was, it was fun. Those it was are sorta... big shoes to fill. That's oh, yeah, a... <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it was kind of fun. Cool. All kinds of fun stuff going on. So um, where are we at, Joanna? We got... We've got a text here. Um, okay. I'm not sure if this one got missed last week, but it's a question around, um, sort of a three-part question around having some mature spruce trees removed and yep. having their stumps ground out. And then we get this situation a lot. A lot of folks in Calgary have these mature spruce trees. Maybe they're planted in the late 60s, 70s, um, and they're starting to reach full size and they're really shading things out and it makes, you know, makes it hard to garden underneath them. Um, and a lot of people say it's the acidity in the needles and that, but what we find is that it's more, the root system is so extensive. It takes all the water and nutrients from all the other plants. So yep. they're just, they're kind of like, I don't know if they're like bullies, but they, they take everything. Oh, they're like water hogs. So, yep. okay. So Antonia has had three of them removed and she wants to know what trees um, to go, to go back in there that won't get quite as big and then what to do to prepare the, the ground beforehand. So yes, amend soil. Uh, those trees have pretty well leached everything out and, of that if, old soil. And, and if they're that big and if there is machine access yep. I, I and it's a bit more money, but I would definitely take. Get a scrape. Get yeah. the whole area scraped Remove out. Remove those big roots. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a bit of work because you're going to regret if you try and do anything in there working with the soil. You just, yeah. it, the whole thing will be frustrating. You'll just, you'll hit a lot of roots for sure. All day um, long. And if, so the question also is what would be good replacement trees that won't be as big? And we know from experience uh, getting in there to dig with a machine or hand dig, yeah. you just hit root after root after root because yeah. those three spruce trees just filled so, in. So, Antonio, what we recommend is go in and get a machine. You might have to remove two or three, four feet of soil, like get down yep. and pull all the big old roots out, dig them right out, and then replenish with all new loam or a yep. good garden mix. Yep. Just start fresh. Yep. And you've already probably spent a fair bit of money removing the trees and things like that, but this is... And the stump grinding, and sometimes it's a bit misleading mm -hmm. um, when some of the guys who do the stump grind, they tell you, oh, no, you can plant something right in the same spot. You can't. No, you can't. No. It's, it's a saw that gets down as far as it inches, can reach. But maybe 12. There's no way to get a two foot by three foot caliper tree in basket this, in that same spot. No, and, without and a lot of digging. Without <laughs> a lot of digging. And I hope you have a good heavy, you know, heavy equipment to do that. But you maybe don't want to put the tree right in the same spot anyway. Yeah. Right. Just change things up. Get a little bit of a design um, tweak and, and on your front yard. There's so many great new sort of columnar type trees like yeah. the gladiator. Yeah. So Antonia mentioned, uh, we all know about this, the Swedish columnar aspen. Yeah. Um, maybe some people are getting turned on to the columnar blue spruce. But there's also, think of like a Blackhawk mountain ash or a Russian pyramidal mountain ash. The pinnacle um, oak is super nice too. Oh my gosh, Regal Prince oak is one of my favorite trees. It doesn't have that sort of twisted, weird look of the, the bur oak in that. Yep. Um, really soft, delicate leaves. Uh, purple spires crab apple. Um, there's all like even a gladiator crab apple. Yeah. It's not columnar, but it's got that upright yeah, crown. Yeah, it's that nice vase yeah. shape, right? Yep, and you can, you can plant them a little bit tighter. So... Um, I don't know, 20, 30 feet between, uh, 15 feet at the tightest probably. But yeah. And then also last question was, can I relocate my Carl Forster feather reed grass? Uh, should I do it now or wait until spring? And 
now might be a little bit late. Those are those are workhorse yeah. ornamental grasses that are pretty hard to kill. If you can wait, wait till spring. I would wait. Yeah, I would wait and do it nice and early. Um, just so get the second hole dug and get it all ready with good aged compost and it should be fine. But I think it's a little late, maybe a little bit cold for roots to really get established this season. Absolutely. Yeah. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. You can call us 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And that is the talk and text line. And we have Shirley on there. We're going to chat with her really quick. Good morning, Shirley. Hey, good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And thank you. Okay. I just have a quick question. Of course. I bought the Green It Up fertilizer and my lawn is wonderful. And I also bought the applicator. Yeah. Now I bought it later on in the season. Now, um, I understand you use the Green It Up three times a season and then you titrate down. Could you tell me my applicator is from one to 15? Okay. Could you tell me the rate and when you usually uh, suggest so, it would be good? Yeah, so the one early on, like early spring, that's when you do the sort of the full strength where the bag covers um, 3,000 square feet. Okay, so, so that's, the applicator would be what, about a 15? Um, no, I would go less. I would probably only go about um, probably an 8 on that, 8 okay. or 9. And just, I like to crisscross, that way you get good coverage. Like I always go lighter, and I more measure the amount of fertilizer I need per the space. Okay. So if you have 3,000 square feet, then you'd use the full 9 kilograms. Um, okay. If you have less, you did, and, and if you're close, like you don't have to be exact. But yeah. it just, if you go th- less amount, um, then that way I go one way, and then I crisscross the other way. Okay. And then more covering, like I said, the amount of of fertilizer per per area because then because it's really hard depends how fast you walk on the setting or how slow so the, yeah. this, this the setting is i just go by by the size like this okay i have a very small lawn yeah so like you said the first one if it's 30 by 100 that sort of that three thousand yeah. but if it's not quite that big you just figure out how many square feet and just appropriate maybe you only use half a bag okay and like I said, if you use a little more, a little less, it's it's not you're not hurting nothing either way. So okay, so then okay, that's for and then the then in the midsummer you take it a third less. So okay. then you would use six kilograms okay. if you have a full thing, and then the last application you just use three kilograms. Okay, that and sounds good. S- and same thing, just move the the settings down a little bit, yeah. and again just measure the amount you need to use in that area, and then just go over it a couple, two or three times, and uh, crisscross, and you'll be set. Okay, I hope it warms up a little bit. I kind of missed my last mowing of my lawn to get it really short because I'm really um, bothered by mice and voles. Yeah. So I'm hoping it'll warm up a little bit so I can at least get out there one more time. No, and it looks like it's supposed to. It's supposed to, looks like we're going to get some double digits coming up in the next couple of weeks. So Good. it looks like we're finally going to get our fall after Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I sent you, I texted you the kind of questions I kind of put for the. to Let's Talk Gardening, and uh, all the landscape companies are going to be trying to do that over the next oh, yeah. two or three weeks. That, Big hustle. Uh, yeah, I know we have a f- couple projects left and looking si- quite excited to get in there and finish them off and, uh, mm-hmm. and get going, but also starting to look at planning yep, for get the upcoming prepped for year. for spring. I think a lot of folks 
Well, I don't know. I, it's, times are changing. I think we used to get a lot of calls in March. Yeah. And people would be thinking, oh, that's decent enough time. And generally that is. We can we can meet with you and fit you in. But people might not realize that if you call us May long weekend, beginning of June, yeah. you might not see us till September. Like, <laughs> yeah, by the time you book Honestly, in. Yeah, yeah, like we've got folks um, in our queue from this season that are great with a spring 2020 start. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the big hustle right now to wrap up current projects. And we have sure such a short time frame in, in so Calgary. Short. It's it's fast and furious. And fall is when we want to make sure existing projects get wrapped up with as much attention to detail and professionalism as we want to give all those right off the top in the springtime, right? Yeah. Like people it's are hard. thinking like, come on, this is good weather. How come you're not here? And it's like, we are, we want to, we, we space things out. We don't jump the gun and open projects just to, well, I know you I've know had a I mean? couple of pro- people I've had to call those last couple yeah, of weeks to say we're not going to open up your project quite yeah, yet. It's not fun. And Nobody and wants it's to hear it. sunny that day, but I know. I, this one they predicted. And the amount of snow again, it just doesn't melt. It turns everything muddy and, and then it, it makes it for a week. And <laughs> then we come in and make a mess and we have to redo uh, it in the spring. Yeah, we so. really want to do those jobs, but we want to do them right. So yeah. we need the weather to cooperate. All the landscapers, are, a lot of them in the same boat, right? You kind of, I know Shane yeah. had the crew out last couple of days early in the morning yep. when it was still frozen yep. to get a couple of the trees still in and do yes. some things just before it got too Otherwise muddy. Otherwise it gets swampy in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. It so he's be tough. up there early and they're, they're doing it. Go so. guys, go. They Abs. are awesome. They work so hard and they've put in some really beautiful installations this summer. Absolutely. Super proud of their projects. Absolutely. Let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Grant. Good morning, Grant. Uh, good morning. Hi. Uh, I just planted, uh, like you said, I fertilized the uh, the wildflowers. Most turn out really awesome. Oh, cool. And uh, they, like, I have a pump, and it, it wraps around the water pump that I have, an old pump, and it looks really good in the front end. That turned out good. But uh, I had a... a I planted the uh, flower called Morning Glory, yep. mm-hmm. and, and it's supposed to be purple and white, and I didn't get any flowers, but it got a whole bunch of, like, the plant grew, and huh. I, I fertilized it, and it just... What were you using for fertilizer? Uh, just the, uh, it's an old product from Sunnyside, uh, a blue product, just the fertilizer. Yeah, was it just like, do you know the numbers, like, was it 20, 20, 20? It's, it's a plant product, that, what, that, that's what Sunnyside uh, used to care. Yeah, it was about 20... 20, 20 something. Yeah. Okay. Like there should have been enough in the middle number to help with the blooming, but also we just didn't get a lot of heat this year yep. as well for some Not of a those lot of flower sets, right? Yeah. yeah. There just might have been a higher nitrogen in that soil, and we just pushed a lot more of the of the green growth rather than the phosphate. You need a higher middle number sometimes to get them blooming, and then the heat a little bit with those. Yeah, that, that was one thing. Like I, I, I watered, and plus. They were like just soaked in water, so like because uh, uh, of the yeah. just the way it was, right? Yeah, and they and they do when if the if the roots are drowning a bit like that, you won't you won't get many blooms because they're just yeah. they're concentrated on survival and on their root system, and if that isn't healthy, typically you don't receive the the good benefits of all the stuff up top. What it did do, like I have a rack and a, and a, and it's a black kind of a rack where the 
they're in planters right there yeah. on the ground. Nice. But it did do all three all three of the vines wrapped all the way up to the top of the rack. So it was nice. kind of awesome looking. Yeah, no, <laughs> nice absolutely. and lush. Yeah. yeah. And on those, you probably don't get many of the, I know like on the Virginia Creeper and things like that, you get lots of those little leaf hoppers. But on the Morning Glory, you, you probably don't get many of that. So it's probably quite a nice vine to use. Yeah, it looks good. So thanks awesome. a lot. So hopefully you yeah. get get it. Hopefully we get some more heat next year, and we can get some blooms on there for you. Yeah, it's a long ways away. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad you didn't get a lot of flowers because those morning glories are really fun to save seeds from. They, yeah. if you do get flowers, they set seed pretty quick. Um, and mine, mine kind of lasted through. I had I planted. Uh, they kind of almost self seed. They get kind of down in the mulch, uh, and then they'll just volunteer. And some I leave, some I pull. But yeah, this year well, got lots of flowers, and then it snowed right before the seeds could really form and ripen and be pickable. So I'll have to buy some. What I'll do next year is just not water as much if it's raining, like yeah, this yeah, year, and uh, fertilize and see how it goes. But I think Mr. B has to get in there because I got a bee in the front end of my house that's continually in my wildflowers. Yeah, this goes like crazy. Yep. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's how it goes. <clears throat> All right, yeah. thanks, Grant. Bye-bye. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. It's always good when people call and uh, and let us know what they did grow and what yeah. and to share and what yep. what worked. Calgary is a tougher place to grow. It sure is. And sure I is. see it so often and in landscaping and trees and plants put in the wrong spot, like yep. a full sun put in a shady spot. Yeah, or tender they, things. You know, there might be a bit showier, but. Is it going to live through next year? You don't want to be buying shrubs as if they were annuals. No, and if, like, <laughs> if, you, if, if you buy like a, a quick fire or a, or a, a certain type of hydrangea and you yep. want to get the beautiful blooms and you stick it in a shady spot, you're not. It's not going to bloom unless. Yep. But there's a hydrangea for that area. So if you yes. get an Annabelle, mm-hmm. so that's why if you're working so, with someone like Joanna, there you go, steer you in the right direction pick, or pick our brains. Yeah, and yeah. Even coming down to the garden center and all of our people, they love that. Like they love yep. being able to help people design gardens and and yep. recommend. And we try to have everything labeled, sort of shade. Yeah, and and people have to think about it before they come. Hopefully, a little bit too. Look at your home. Yeah, if you're we're talking Take about some design, photos, think yeah. about think about where you spend time in your yard. Is it worth you know if you have a shady spot? Do you want to landscape it to the nines, or is it okay to kind of leave it as a like a little pass through area? Like just Absolutely. focus on where you're going to spend your time, and then make those areas beautiful. Absolutely. Right plantings. All right. We're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join right after, we have some spots open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, is that Calgary kid still playing? Like, Are the Atlanta Braves still in right now? I'm just curious. I can't remember if I know there's a local Calgary. I think there's a big no on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they got beat up by the Cardinals. That's right. But there was a, a Calgary kid that was playing on, nice. on there. Yeah, which is cool. it's awesome to see. Yeah, but to local actually, pride. That's absolutely. Um, let's go. Actually, Mary missed two weeks, so she's calling in twice. <laughs> hey, Mary. I got good memory, but it's short. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, I get talking to you, and I forget what I asked. Really wanted to ask. Okay. 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 My autumn sedum. I'm telling you, it's going to drive me crazy. 
It's so beautiful, but I never can get it to go orange. And I got it in a real good spot, get so much, so much sun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To go orange? It mine was, have only ever was, stayed pink. It, I can't get it to go orange on top. It's just yeah, they, ready, and then it snowed. They usually, they just, I guess, not really orange. The autumn joint well, typically go really that, that bright pink, yeah. Well, no, Pinky. it gets really orange. It's a orange autumn seed. It was just about ready, and then it snowed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it was four feet tall. Maybe I fertilized it too much. Yeah, that's pretty tall for an autumn joy. Well, yeah, it is. That's a healthy yeah. one. Lots yeah, of, yeah. Maybe a well, bit and too it's much wonderful. I've had it 10 years. Oh, I wow. bought it from Umar. Yeah, nice. And... Yeah, no, that's... Um, but you, I can't you, move it now. Yeah, no. yeah, and that's one thing with some of those fall perennials. Mm-hmm. They do... Um, sometimes when we get these early frosties, killing yeah. frosts, we get, some of our plants, like even the Joe Pieweed, some of those really yeah, nice... Yeah. coneflower. And we were setting up for probably one of the best fall color yeah. displays oh, this year. Yeah, my was just so beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, everything was just set up for the most perfect autumn... Yeah. Anyone who had a hydrangea this summer, I think things were booming. Everyone's yards were green and gorgeous. Yeah, no, and then all of a sudden that... That just when you get that minus ten, then everything just gets freeze dried on the branches. And there's a big collective sigh. That's okay. But Joanne, it's too late to move it. Um, to move it, yeah, Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I'll do it in the spring. Spring time. I'll do it in the early early spring. And a little shout out to Theo. Theo Fleury, yes. your new guest that's coming. He's a real inspiration to an old hockey player. Absolutely. No, he's doing lots of good things. Hockey. Yeah, and we're going to chat years. about his foundation as well. He's going to fill us in on what yeah, he's been up to. I think he's a real well. inspiration to me. Oh, Absolutely. Nice. To a okay. lot of people, Mary. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Real good. Thanks for that, Mary. Right, I really bye. appreciate it. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. And let's go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Good, good. good. How can we help you? Um, I've got uh, backyards of kind of my pride and joy. I've got three great big bushes. One is a lilac bush. The other is a sastoonberry bush. Yep. And then I've got this big uh, bush, approximately the same size, little pink flowers on it, roses kind of like uh, about it's the size pl- of a yeah, it's probably double flowering plum. You don't get any berries or anything after the flowers? No, sir. Yeah, so yeah. that would be a double flowering plum, or some people call it double flowering almond. But yeah, mm-hmm. gorgeous. Rochi of China as well is another name for it. So Yeah, it's gorgeous. It really is. We've had great success. It's super healthy and just solid yeah. in, the, in the spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. early spring you get that big, nice, like you said, little double flowers. Yeah. Looks like a big bushel of Pretty roses. Showy. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Lots of compliments from the neighbors and visitors. So, awesome. um, my situation is, is that all three of these bushes are approximately ten feet tall, maybe five, six, seven feet wide, yep. and they're actually too big now. So, I'd like to really cut them almost in half, um, down to five feet, and then bring them in a few feet on the sides. I'm a little concerned about the health of these. If I if I just have you know, they been done you, before? Have you cut them back ever before, or are they really are they really healthy? 
Um, they're very healthy, absolutely. And yes, I've cut them back before, but not to the extent that I'd like to do okay. it now. Some of the stocks are as thick as your forearms. So yeah, it's just um, that's where I worry about opening up. If you take them down to that real thick wood. A lot of times it opens it up for disease, and then they tend to die back a fair bit after you do a, a heavy prune like that. So on okay. some of those shrubs, I don't even hesitate to take them right down to the ground. It goes six, eight inches, and you'll oh, be amazed how, how fast. And then you can keep it shaped and that as it grows the new growth. And I would right. just do that early, early next spring, and that's another way of doing it. And, just, and you'll be, it'll be like they'll be four or five feet high the first year or so. Oh, fantastic. That's exactly what I needed to know. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's, Great. it's just called rejuvenation. Because if, if you do open it up, if you do cut it to that five feet, sort of from 10 feet, the stalks are, like you were saying, are like your forearm, and you leave those open wounds wide open, it just opens it up for disease, and you're going to get a lot of dieback anyway, so you're going to have to prune it. So uh, you might, let's just head there right away, take it down to that like six inches off the ground. Nice, make sure your saw is nice and sharp, good clean cuts, and you'll be set. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Okay, have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. You too. All right, we need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I am here with Joanna Chudy. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure that uh, Theo Fleury's joined us here today on Let's Talk Gardening. You've just went through the the landscaping experience with us, Theo. So good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's nice, and uh, you're able to look outside and see a little bit of a, a yard that you, you guys went through some muddy periods through this <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy summer, but uh, you know we are very pleased and happy that. Uh, you know, everything turned out amazing, and uh, we're actually looking forward to uh, next year where we can, you know, <clears throat> get the fire pit going and get all the furniture out there and, uh, you know, start having some uh, family gatherings. Absolutely, nice. and enjoying, enjoying the outdoors, and we get that. We get those three weeks of summer, right? So we got to get out there. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And be ready. So, I, and I know, like, before we hooked up, Theo, um, you worked. With, you met a couple other landscape designers and and went through a process a bit. I just wanted to ask, so how like how was the process like for being someone who's not really been involved in landscaping that much? So, like going through it, it, it was intimidating for us as well. Sometimes you know you get into a certain yard, you want to make sure you, you mm-hmm. give a good impression and and make sure you're on the right right track um, with the client. So I was just curious how it, how you guys felt. Well, I, I think. Anybody who, uh, you know, needs landscaping done and really can't see, uh, you know, the finished product, you know, needs to be able to trust and to be able to, um, you know, take the vision that the landscaper has. And, and uh, you know, for us, um, you know, working with Spruce It Up, you know, you made it very clear early on that, you know, um, that it was going to be an easy process. It was going to be, um, affordable, you know, all these things. And then, you know, and then when we got the CAD drawings, mm-hmm. you know, that you guys did, you know, we could actually see, um, what it was going to look like even, you know, before anything had started. So I think that that is always, uh, a relief, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure for anybody who, um, especially when we have, well, you know, we have a big yard, and so uh, you know, for Al and I to be able to sort of, you know, see this vision, uh, you know, would have been very difficult for us. And, yeah. and so, and so, you know, all of the things that you guys put in put into place from you know the first meeting to you know, design to, you know, finishing that, you know, was pretty painless. And, and at the end, all the budgets were met. Uh, the yard looks amazing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very pleased with, uh, with the experience. No, and that's good. And hopefully, and it, like you said, then when you do have a big yard, it's very easy to add a whole bunch of stuff that you're not going to use. And and to, and that's where budgets sometimes get yeah. out of mm-hmm. out of whack, right? So yeah. listening to to you and Al, you mentioned about the family gatherings, playing mm-hmm. the guitar down by the fire, mm-hmm. things like that, and having a nice space and and some privacy, having the the bigger trees around the outside, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, it is important to listen to your client. And, Absolutely, yeah. You guys well, have and, particular and, needs. I mean, with with the dogs and getting the right dog mm-hmm. run set up and, and mm-hmm. having the front look really nice. But you're in your yeah. backyard using that space, so. Well, yeah. and, and you know, most people are extremely busy, which mm-hmm. you know we are, and so uh, I think the least amount of maintenance. Uh, you know, yeah, probably, that's a big you know, request. It, that's a popular it, request. It, it, it is probably, you know, probably the number one concern. You know, I love to cut grass because, you know, I used to work, I used to cut grass on, on a golf course and I enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Yeah, we, so we, we did make sure we do have some, some mm-hmm. turf down, down in the back for you because yeah. that was, I know your eyes lit up. I, I, get to, <laughs> I get to mow the grass. That's what I want to do. That's, yeah. And, and that's, exactly. I'm the same way at the store. I have a little campground down there and I like to take my tractor. Why, why don't you let anybody else smoke? Because I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be outside and it's, uh, you know, there's obviously a sense of pride too, you know, when you have such a beautiful yard, you know, you want your grass to be, yes. uh, you know, uh, matching everything else that's there. And so, you know, that's, that's part of, uh, you know, owning a home and, is. You know, you want to have everything exactly the way you want it, and uh, you know, you know, like I said, I think you know we we're really happy with uh, with the end, the finished product, and uh, awesome. you know, looking forward to you know spending some time outside. Absolutely, I yeah. Know, I know the dogs are going to love it. They're going to absolutely <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Lots, mentioned. There's lots of room. And <laughs> there, there's lots of trees for Kuma to pee on. So, <laughs> so when, extra fertilizer. When, when, are, when are they, they going to get released the first time? That's coming up soon, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's going to happen today. So. Oh, right oh, nice. on. Nice. <laughs> and so, and I really appreciate, it, and we we enjoyed working with you and you and Al as well. It was it was a good process for us, and uh, as clients, you guys were great you gave us mm-hmm. good feedback and not not afraid to say something if it wasn't quite the way you want it so it, it was that works out great for us as well so, so we, we really appreciate yeah, and, that and, feel and i think and i think that having uh you know where the client can say no i don't like this and then you know you can quickly put a plan in place to alleviate you know whatever anxiety that you know, the homeowner has if they don't like this color or this type of mulch or, you know, whatever it is. And and what's really cool about our yard is that all of the colors 
match, you know, the house. And so it's like one unified sort of, you know, look that, that, you know, that we were looking for. And, you know, you guys nailed it. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And the only one thing I do got to say is I, I know we had a dry creek bed in there, and Al says, she goes, they, they remind me of potatoes. So every time I see these dry <laughs> creek beds now, I think, all I think of is potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those, those, those round river rocks do look like potatoes. Absolutely. So, and, and Theo, so I also, I know Mary, I was talking to her earlier, and she mentioned the. Uh, how much of an inspiration you are to people and all the good things that you're doing. She's saying there's a, an older hockey player in high river that uh, really looks up to you. And uh, so maybe fill us in a little bit about your, your foundation and sort of what you got going on right now after hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, in, uh, let's see, in 2009, uh, you know, I wrote a book yep. uh, about my life for, you know, I think when I, sat down to write the book it was more for selfish reasons than anything else you know i wanted to put this stuff on paper and mm-hmm. take one last look at it and hopefully put it in its rightful place which was the past and yep. uh and what happened you know from writing that book is i really found the true purpose for my life and, and wow. uh you know after the book came out you know i got completely run over by people who um, shared the same experiences as, as myself, and 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 so there was a um, an opportunity for me to um, help people, and uh, you know, helping is healing, and mm-hmm. and you know, the, basically, the more people I've helped, uh, you know, the more I've been able to heal myself, and and so you know, it's been a, an amazing sort of 10 years uh, traveling all over North America, you know, talking about something that uh, was pretty much taboo, uh, you know, when I was going through my own experiences at the time. No, absolutely. And and I've seen a huge shift and a huge change, uh, you know, where people are more willing to talk about trauma, mental health, and addiction yeah. and uh and so yeah it's been great and our foundation uh the breaking free foundation we support all trauma survivors so wow. um from sexual abuse survivors to physical people who experience physical abuse emotional abuse and spiritual abuse uh we have a lot of guys who are former uh, Vietnam veterans and war veterans that come to, you know, come to our meetups and, and stuff. And so, you know, anybody and who's interested in, uh, you know, starting a path of healing, uh, I think, uh, at, at the Bringing Free Foundation, you can definitely, uh, you know, find all the tools you need to, to go on that journey. So it's a matter of if they went to the website, the Breaking yeah. Free website, or and they can, yep. that's the initial contact or something like that, a phone yep. call? Yeah, breakingfreefoundation.ca. Nice. Um, and, you know, basically we run two programs. The first program is a therapy grant program because most people can't afford therapy. That's yep. huge. And, uh, first step. And so you can write to us for a therapy grant, and once you're approved, then we pay for your first six sessions with a trauma-informed therapist because we believe that, um, you know, going once or twice is probably, uh, you know, it's 
it's not great. So six is is uh, a good start, and then if you need more after that, you can reapply, and we'll, uh, we'll you know we'll pay for more more uh, therapy. But our most effective program is called a meetup, and we do these twice a month where we invite anybody and any everybody to come, and we co-facilitate a conversation around trauma, mental health, and addiction. And in this program, we've actually uh, saved five people from killing themselves in this program. Well, and the program costs us nothing. The venues are donated to us, and uh, our board members donate their time. And uh, you know, for a couple hours, twice a month, uh, you yeah. know, we uh, we have this amazing conversation. And uh, you know, like I said, it's 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 changed people's lives. And when you're in this field and in this industry, uh, you know, that's all you want to do is, is to get people to think differently about uh, their traumatic experiences. And then at the end, provide hope that, you know, they can get on the other side and lead a very healthy, productive and, and happy life. No. And that must be amazing. You, you walk, you watch someone walk in quite wounded, Somewhat, and then hopefully after a few meetings, you start seeing the healing process, and that's got to yeah, be pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing to watch, uh, you know, people that have been carrying around shame for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and, you know, in one session, you know, they leave the room with, uh, you know, all that shame lifted from them because they're in a room with a bunch of other survivors who you know, I've had the same experience and, uh, you know, we're all sort of in different, uh, places in our therapy. And I think that's really important that, uh, you know, people see that progress and, and people see that, uh, there is hope and that, that you can, you know, overcome whatever it is that's, that's thrown at you. And, uh, you know, what I always say is, you know, pain is a great motivator and when we're in pain, it gets us to change. And so, you know, a lot of people that we see, you know, walk into that room the very first time that they're in a lot of, you know, not physical pain, but emotional yep. pain. And, and, uh, and if we can, you know, like I said, provide some hope to them, uh, you know, we can see change happen very quickly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Theo. That's and that's, amazing. and that's uh, phenomenal work that you guys are doing. And so if anybody's looking for help or want to help out, um, with donations, things like that, the Breaking Free Foundation. And uh, so thanks again, Theo, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be in touch. And uh, I'm glad everything worked out with your place too. I know we had a blast doing it with you guys. So, Yeah, thanks so much. We, uh, we really enjoyed our experience. And, and like I said, uh, you know, we have one of the best backyards in, uh, in all of Calgary, and uh, we're happy uh, with how everything turned out. Perfect. Thanks, Theo. Take care. Enjoy. Th- happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, very. Wow, that it's. I, I got chills. Yeah, powerful. And you know what is, to me, my impressions. Theo and Al are so approachable and so down to earth. Yeah. Like every, you know, <laughs> like our side too. Every step of the way was really fun. No, and like I said, going in, um, I'm a I'm a huge hockey fan, and yeah. you're and you're dealing and. 
Here's uh, Theo Fleury this time. Yeah, you don't want to be too starstruck. gold winner. So so human, so approachable and so kind. Um, I can't wait to see their backyard full of amazing pots and planters. I know Elle and Theo are going to make that just tip top. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and we got to take a break. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. <laughs> we got you covered. We do it all. We do it all. Yeah. We do it all down there at that uh, How great to hear about Theo's stuff. I am going to definitely check out Breaking Free Foundation. Yeah, I know you like to get involved in, yeah. in certain things. It sounds and, like uh, a beautiful way of forming community and just as Theo said around healing and helping one another and yep. touching base on that the progress of healing it's not something that just happens it's the rest of your life and, right? and gardening can be a, a, a big yeah, part of different areas that's that's that you, so you were working with the Alex yep and I know our we, green spaces are so important to us even yep. just talking earlier about the the tree canopy here in the city and if you know if we could get things Healthier. Really healthier, really greened up. It, it affects all of us in such a positive well, way. When you drive around and see all the dead trees right now. It hurts. It, it is. It, it hurts. It's a, yeah. It puts you in the doldrums Not a just bit. for us tree nerds. Like, you know, when well, you. No, if you see yeah. healthy stuff, like I said, I was yeah. just in Chicago last week and you just feel good. Like you drive around, everything just looks nice. You're walking. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's, There's it's definitely beautiful. spots in the city here where I like to go and just recharge. And they, I would say the majority of them are all, you know, I'm looking at Fish Creek or going to the zoo. Um, cool little pathways that I like to find that are just, it's all natural setting. It's all green. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it restores and, my energy. Um, and just a few other areas. I know whenever kids come into the into the garden center or, or teachers mm-hmm. um, looking for seeds or different things for class, I'm always a... Sure, <laughs> let's help them yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Like Get started young. <clears throat> if people show a passion, feed it right from the start. And then we also we had a, we had a gentleman. We we did a sensory garden for at the oh, Bethany good. Care Center. Nice, yeah. Um, and we made it so wheelchairs could go underneath, yep. but just the flowers and stuff, just the certain senses, certain smells yeah. help with the dementia and people absolutely. with dementia and things like that. Yeah. So all that tactile <coughs> stuff, all, you know, in the interaction too, just looking at pollinators coming in and absolutely. getting more songbirds around. It's no, as, as gardeners, we're, we're very lucky too. We can touch a lot of areas and, and different things. So, mm-hmm. but right now we're going to go to Dale and we're going to touch on some potatoes. Good morning, Dale. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. How can we help you? When I hear a hint of frost and snow, I gluten clean up my vegetable garden. Yep. I was told to leave potatoes that are better off in the ground than to bring them in the house. They said leave them as long as possible. Um, yeah, you can. You can definitely leave them in the ground. You just don't want to leave them too long where they're getting frozen in right. there. Yeah. Um, like if the ground totally freezes. Carrots are different. They can take a bit more of that. They almost become get, sweet. Yeah, they will get a little sweeter. Yeah. Beets as well, some root crops like that. Yeah, but potatoes, they seem to get, they go mush a bit more. Yeah, potatoes might be, I don't know if you want to call them more tender, but, you know, if you're looking at frost, that's fine because that's going to touch on all the above ground parts of, of the plant. But if you're pushing it more towards into November, we've put beyond that killing frost and the ground is starting to firm up a bit, not only will it negatively affect the texture of the potato, turning them kind of slimy but it just makes it harder to dig yeah yeah well, so wait. can you freeze potato like you freeze french fries 
So why can't like you could freeze, freeze a raw potato? I'm not sure. Like, like with with most veggies, wouldn't you kind of blanch them first to sort of yeah. pre cook them and you know chop them, pre cook them and yeah. toss them in the in a freezer yeah. bag? So Dale, I, I think it really depends on because sometimes it's nice having them somewhat the newer potatoes too. That taste. There's something about that when they're mm-hmm. newer. The early uh, early season potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So depends how many you got too. I guess Dale, if you if it's hard to use them all up. Oh, okay. So I don't know if we helped you or, or confused you. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got mine all dug up. Awesome. And how, how how was your crop this year? It was it was very nice. I was quite pleased with it. Nice. That's that, great. I just didn't expect this early snow. Yeah. Oh no, no, we all did. Like I said, we were setting up for um, a gorgeous fall, like the autumn show that was coming. The colors and the trees and the shrubs mm. was just perfect. And and then all of a sudden that freeze dried comes and it's just nasty. Yeah. So. Oh well, that's Calgary. Uh, yep. <laughs> I like to say the the carbon ta- the carbon tax is already working. Look how cold it is already. So we're all fixed. <laughs> I just have one other quick question. Sure. I don't know whether you can answer it. Well, we'll try. Um, are all the gardens in Winnipeg dead now? Um, <laughs> I would say they're covered in yeah. They got a lot of snow. I'm not sure they'd be totally dead underneath there, but uh, yeah, they got walloped with a big snowstorm. So. Yeah, I imagine they'd be crushed or yeah. I'm not sure what the temperatures have done there. And that's and a lot of times snow is fine on your plants. It, it actually even insulates it a bit. It's more just the temperature what, what kills it. Because our first snowfall didn't really kill the plants, but it was more the um, the the cold that kills the foliage. Yeah, so. and the cold kind of sticks around for more than a few days. Well, Winnipeg got a lot of insulation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Absolutely. All Thank right. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We need to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank Thanksgiving that we don't... Yeah. Uh, Thankful that we don't work in a coal mine. That's right. All the songs are around working hard. We appreciate those guys that do those uh, hard <laughs> yeah, jobs. We have a lot absolutely. of... Absolutely. Uh, even our, our landscapers, I know you were out on the job site there with uh, them yeah, a couple weekends ago. Yeah, I had to ago. do my gratuitous jump in the mud hole there to dig in some tree, yeah. tree holes. And I thought, you know what? I could just stick these flags in the ground to locate the trees. But I thought, more hands on deck. Yeah, the quicker right this will get there. done. Yeah, planting 12 trees. It's uh, kind of... You gotta, I you thought gotta it bring was a the... tree attached to a shovel. I think Shane sent me a picture and I said, what was that? That was Joanna bent over uh, with a shovel. <laughs> who's that girl? <laughs> we didn't hire any new landscapers. Yeah. Who is that? Who's tall? Who is that? Well, yeah. I stepped into that garden bed and sunk in the mud up past the top of my boots and I thought, oh, oh. I'm already in here. Let's might just, well, let's just well dig. dig. Yeah. 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 Not awesome. fun, but we got through it together. It was a good day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Rose. Good morning, Rose. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Good. Um, we- my husband is thinking about um, taking some of our four or five feet uh, pine trees that we started from seedlings. Yep. Putting them out in the yard, like a little further out right now. They're kind of protected all together. Yep. And now he's thinking about separating them and starting to do our shelter. Yeah. Wind shelter. Is today a good day to do it? Actually, uh, most evergreens don't mind being moved in the fall. Um, The biggest thing, how are you going to move them? Like four feet, um, you still got to get a a good-sized root ball on it. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah, we've got a tractor. Okay, so you're getting like a U-blade sort of thing? Like dig them out? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just try and keep as much, like cut a circle around and just 
try and get as intact root ball as possible with your with your pine. And and when you do transplant it, you can even use like the Mike's product or 105210, something like that. Um, water them in with water first and then hit them with 105210 um, just okay. to get some of that phosphate down into the ground to help establish roots. And the biggest thing is don't plant them too deep. Like when you pull it up, have it at least where it's at or a little bit higher in the new hole. They don't, okay. mind, mind, they don't mind being mounded up a little bit. The biggest killer of evergreens in, in Calgary area is planting them too deep. Like mm-hmm. when I plant a potted or a basketed spruce tree, I typically leave them up a um, couple inches and I mound the soil up to them because um, if you look just in sitting the, in the clay soil, yeah, they root just, rot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we're out in the country right now, um, so it's it's quite open. Do we have to uh, cover, like, um, mulch the bottom? It's much better if you can. Mulch, water them really good first. Yeah. Um, soak the ground, put a soaker hose around them, and uh, soak the soil really nicely, and then put a layer of mulch over top, and then soak the mulch as well after, and and put the hose on them again. And this that way they get frozen in, all the moisture stays in, they stay frozen for the winter, because that's okay. going to be your biggest killer of, of those is winter desiccation. If the ground thaws and they only have that little root ball that hasn't um, been able to get down into the ground, and then if it dries out, that's where you get your winter kill, so... Okay. Yeah, no, usually our winter kill from them is uh, the damn deer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and we have a good product called Bobex that does work well, but out there you might even want to put stucco wire, like get some of those T-bar posts. And, yeah, uh, the T-bar posts um, surrounded the area we started growing, yeah. so we're going to separate that and bring it over. Okay, perfect. But, yeah, you have Bobex too. Yeah, yeah, that does work good. And just... Um, it, newly planted, and when you put them out in the full sun too, you might even want to put uh, uh, a, some sort of sun block in front of it. If you put it on your stakes where you have your wire, if you do that, even putting a little bit of burlap, don't cover them with burlap, but if you put it in front just to block some of the sun the first year, it just sometimes they get that reflection off the snow and they get the sunburn. So. Oh, okay. Uh, it, what, does that make it turn purple? Like we had some. Yeah, sort of. Well, that's more winter desiccation. It's more. A brown, almost, you'll see it almost looks like a burn on them, so. Right, okay. All righty. Sounds great, thank you. Talk Thanks, Rose. Thanks, Thanksgiving. You Bye-bye. too, happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. All right, and let's go to Genevieve. Good morning, Genevieve. Good morning. How are you today? I am very good. Nice. I didn't get my tulips planted earlier. Can I do them now? Absolutely, it's a perfect yeah. time to do tulips. All your fall bulbs, we kind of got... Uh, the weather didn't work out great for but our... Bad yeah. timing. Everyone's caught off guard. Yeah. Like, I have garlic I need to get in. Yeah, but... so absolutely. No, still a great time. And it looks like the rest of October is looking actually really decent. Mm-hmm. So even picking up um, trees and shrubs, potted trees and shrubs, the so grounds... I should wait till maybe next week instead of this week? Well, this week is fine, too, if, as long as it's not too wet. the ground. Yeah, right? if, if you can get in there any time now, just get it in the ground. So. Okay. And I still have carrots in, and you say it's good to keep carrots in. Well, th- I've heard that. Some people say they leave them in. Some people bring them into a cool basement. And they put them into yep. a sand pit of yep. some sort. Yep. I just put mine in an ice cream pail and keep them in the fridge for months. Oh, there nice. That works. And it works good. I think locally grown, you know, right out of the home garden carrots do keep yep. really well like that. So yes. that's a good idea. 
Yeah, no, I, I actually I miss some of that when you you sort of you get uh, I know when we did the Joanna and I a lot of time we were up we did the global garden yeah. and, and get to pick some of the fruit yep. and oh, the, the radishes and straight off the plant. Yeah, delicious. it's so good, isn't it? Those cherry tomatoes are amazing. Yeah, no, and this like you have a radish that actually has some zip to it, right? Yep. It has a, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> and the ones, but you get them in the store, they don't have any of that that heat. No, they're not. No, and I planted white ones this year. Oh, and they nice. were full of bugs. Oh yeah, yeah. little it, worm. A lot of root maggot on the on the radishes. Yep, I almost them. treat them like a sacrificial crop to keep the. What did I do with that? Somebody said put coffee grounds in with the seeds and. You uh, can use some things like diatomaceous earth, um, but honestly, yes, yes, homegrown radishes taste the best. But I I know that I'm going to get root maggot in mine. So yeah. if I plant them, I try to plant them, like. It's it is a crop that I'm giving to the bugs because I want them to stay away from my carrots and my other root veggies, oh. um, right? So I just sort of know I'm not going to get a lot out of that. No, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and maybe rotate your crop um, if you want. If you do love radishes and that, maybe try them in a different spot next year. And you know, and we because it was the first time I tried the white ones. Oh, okay. And the first uh, few bunches that we picked, oh, they were so good. And then about a week later, <laughs> I start picking them, and then after that, uh. they were just. Full of, full of the, yeah, yeah. no, we grew them in a, in a soilless mix, like in a bagged potting soil, uh-huh. and we were very far. We didn't get any maggots or anything yeah. in in our in our radishes or our beets. So oh, nice. that's another yeah, maybe tip on some of that root yep. crops. Change your um, soil, out, change your soil, soil and rotate crops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's All a right. good idea too. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Genevieve. Bye bye. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are now wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and... Uh, Again, thanks to Matt. Good tunes today. Yeah. I know he said he was out, out a little bit later last night at the <laughs> Luke Coombs. Combs. I know he spells his name Distant wrong. Distant relative, like, yeah. maybe. Yeah. He lost a no on his side of the family. So. <laughs> Only one O for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that, we were just talking about radishes there. Um, we had a great text come in, uh, which we love to uh, hear your expertise as well out there. You guys are all gardening and sharing your knowledge. So thank you for that. Um, someone told me to plant, uh, well, they're talking about having issues with carrots and root maggot, but I think this would be ap- applicable to radishes as well. Um, it touches on that companion gardening thing. Yep. So they started planting them near onions and garlic, which I think most folks know could deter a lot of pests in the garden. Well, the queen uses garlic and we do have that. Well, it's called the go. mosquito barrier. It's a... Yeah. It's a um, a garlic-based spray that you just hook to your hose, and yeah. uh, you spray sort of creates a barrier on your yard if you're having a, a, a function or something. Mm-hmm. But from what I read and what I think would happen, it's it would be very similar to keeping the pest away. Cause that's, yeah. uh, is, Nobody really... It's like when you cut garlic or onion, and then you come later, you've washed your cutting board even, and you cut an apple. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. That flavor's still there? Yeah. I think it's probably a bit residual in the soil, and those bugs are picking up on the flavor. But when you have such... When you do get good garlic, like if you're at a place or yeah. someone's house or at home, yeah. it just, like, 
like a really good garlic uh, dose or garlic in a pasta or you know something. What? It's, it's almost like candy. Just yeah. roast that yeah. whole, put it on the barbecue. Oh my gosh, I love it. Mm. So good. <laughs> Maybe we're getting a little hungry. We're all building right. up to Thanksgiving. Well, you got to have us all over to your place for American Thanksgiving. <laughs> Perfect. We got turkey galore. <laughs> Absolutely. You got you to show us about this big crazy thing and bring it to Canada, I don't Joanna. know if you want to see the talent show part, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know. Uh, all right. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Um, I've got an orchid mm-hmm. that I've been trying to get the bloom, and uh, well, I've never been successful doing it, but I have one that actually shot out about a, a three-inch stem you yep. know, on the top part of the plant. Yep. So I think it's one that's going to flower, but I'm, th- I'm wondering if it's too late this year to try to get it to do anything. Or- no, absolutely. Just... Typically at this time you move it to a little brighter spot as well. Just make sure it's still getting the light. Yeah. And they do like to be fertilizer because there's really not a lot of. Um, I'm giving it a, quite a bit of fertilizer. Yeah. 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 Don't don't overdo it, but make sure it's the right one. Make sure like it's a like an orchid fertilizer. Absolutely. Some yeah. with a higher middle number. Yeah. Um, works great. And uh, and just be patient if you're getting that bloom shooting up. I know. On my old bloom, on the one I have at my house, I because I and and once it does bloom, last don't cut off the stem. Yeah, that's what I did. So yeah, I that up. yeah, because it'll send out more blooms from that. So what? Right. Mine did actually. It sent out four little baby orchids on the top. So once oh, yeah. they get roots, I'm going to pull them off mm. and then stick them into uh, into another pot. Right. But uh, usually this time of year, you're fine. You'll probably see some stuff hopefully by Christmas, a little bit past. Mm. And uh, I know my Christmas cactus at home is just, it's fully set of buds right now. Oh, so it's getting, right? so it's Get more ready. of a Thanksgiving, because there's the Thanksgiving cactus and then the, yeah. and Christmas cactus. And right, right. So I have the Thanksgiving one because it's probably based on budding between now and the American Thanksgiving. It can't decide. It's <laughs> it's living on the border. So, uh, <laughs> so. It's yeah, next my, cat. Yeah, I'm going away for a month too, so I don't know. I'm, I might just put it in dormant for a little while. Yeah, but orchids can sit like honestly, if you, um, if it's in the proper size pot and yeah. if you water it really good just before you go, okay, it can sit a month. Like okay. just move it out of the bright, bright sun. Just move it right. back a bit. Yeah, okay. an orchid at this time of year, um, it can sit a month, no problem. Yeah, okay, okay. And my other question is, yep. uh, as I'm going away for a month, I'm wondering about, uh, like, I planted quite a few trees and small shrubs. And I guess about all I can do is really water them in good before I go, right? That's that's yep. all you can do. Yep. Yeah. Give them a good watering. And you're mulch. right at the right time. Yep. Maybe after they're done being watered in really heavily, just uh, top dress your mulch or make sure okay. you've, you've got a good amount of mulch just sealing okay. that water and protecting okay. them. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be dry for a while by the forecast, but I think mm-hmm. we've had a lot of moisture this year, which... Has been good, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've had the slower the deep, snow. and the snow's yeah. good because yeah. it melts in nice and slowly. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's all good moisture right now. Yeah. But if you do have one of those sweating hoses, those leaky hose type mm-hmm. things, put that over your trees and shrubs. Just give it the ground a really good slow deep watering, and you'll be set. Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks, Les. Okay, thanks. Take Bye. care. Bye bye. And we got to take our last break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, here we have one text here. It says, hi there. We planted some Brandon cedars in July and watered them in accordingly throughout the summer. Once the colder weather hit, they have started turning brownish in the middle. Is this normal or something wrong with our trees? Um, 
I, I think it's pretty normal for cedars. Yep. A lot of your evergreens, you'll get a little bit of discoloration in the center, yep. um, which is great. Um, make sure you continue to water them in. On your cedars, um, Alberta dwarf spruce and your Calgary boxwood, some of that. Mm-hmm. We do have a product called plant, or, uh, Wiltproof. Wiltproof. Mm-hmm. And we like to call it the lip balm for your for your tender evergreens and things like that. So it just seals in the moisture. So when you do get those dry, desiccating winds, like mm-hmm. how we feel our skin and our yep. your lips, parched, and, right? Yeah, yeah. it um, it works very well. And these warm temperatures are a perfect time to apply those. And if you do buy it, and if you do do those Christmas greens or evergreen outdoor arrangements in the in the winter time, when you use the wilt proof. It makes it last like three times as long because it just seals the moisture yep. in. Keeps it green and it keeps it from turning brown. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. um, so, so that uh, that just continue to water because with cedars you are, <laughs> I always say it's fifty fifty chance. Yeah. <laughs> you cedars, see some gorgeous ones. And- yeah, you know, Brandon cedars are a good uh, good cultivar, but they're cedars typically like really pretty damp soil, yeah. pretty consistently damp soil, and. Unless you just have the right location, you're near like a creek area. It's so weird though. Sometimes you'll hard. see them in the weirdest spot. Like yeah, growing the, under eaves. Somehow yeah, no, they do and, really and well. Cedar Bray, it's sort of weird the name Cedar. You think, yeah. I don't know, but there's lots of really nice cedars yeah. there. Yeah, same in Midnapur. We've got a lot yeah. of nice ones. It, older, but again, older areas. Older areas. And I think something about the plant development. Maybe back in the day they had some that were just a little 100%. Hardier. They weren't totally going for aesthetics. Yes. They were going for hardiness. Yes. The Schubert Choke Cherry is a really good example of that. The new Bailey Select that they switched to mm-hmm. gets the black, not the old. Yes. Older one, yep. it kind of weeps. You'll see them throughout Sundance, um, down at Princess Island Park, um, yep. in Eau Claire. They have a little bit more limb drop, but it's almost like willow, right? The, yeah. the outer limbs. But are they don't get very, snuffed. very little um, black knot on them. Yeah. So the um, old, our old school plant varieties, right? But what happens is they get pressured in because all the companies like Proven Winners and all these companies, they keep. Forcing out new, new varieties. And, yep, what's new and exciting, but sometimes it's good to go with those And they force and the growers to take them on, mm-hmm. and even though they're maybe not better, but it yeah. has to fit their stock portfolio. <laughs> they yeah, need more, it's tricky, they need right? new stuff. We and see the same with seed, you know, when you if you're looking at heritage seed or as opposed to hybrid. Absolutely. So um, I know we're going to talk, we've talked about design today, and, uh, yeah. and Theo Fleury was in, and him and his wife, Elle, went through the design process with us. So say someone wants to do the design this year or still, yep. so what, Great what kind of, what's the process, or what do you, uh, what do we like people to do? Give us a call. So the best thing is to, we've got a zillion ways to be in touch with us, so you can email, you can check out our website, you can go through Facebook, um, you can call, you can come in. So however, what's whatever's comfortable for you for getting in touch with us at Spruce It Up, um, and then it, it all comes to me, which is great because I can set up a consultation with folks um, and we can go through our consultation process at your home, right on site, looking at, you know, what your challenges are, what you're hoping to see. Um, we do a site assessment and we spend some time talking about what your goals are for your landscape. And during that time, we can make a good, a good judgment call whether you need design work or you don't. Um, what I have seen over a couple decades of doing this work is even if you have a small project, it's so nice for a client, everybody from client to the foreman to have a, a set of working drawings. And, and we're very fortunate. Our team can put them together yeah, fairly quickly on the AutoCAD yep, yep. and they, they can build a, a design up pretty quick. It just yeah. helps with the getting a proper estimate. Yep. 
So, you know, like, like Theo mentioned, like a yeah. couple of revisions, but yeah. also the budget. Yeah. We know how much mulch we need because exactly. it's all on there. Our program calculates everything for us. Mm-hmm. And you're able to, to do that with your client and, and yeah. keep things in. Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe we'll take Joyce real quick. She looks like she's maybe wanting to book some trees or something. Good morning, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. No. Nope. I'm Hi. good. How are you? Hello. Good, good. <laughs> how good. can we help you? When should I get those trees booked in for... Leave miners. Oh, actually, you can book that anytime. So you can oh. give Ashley a call at the, the prune it up in the store there. Okay. Um, and, and get that booked up. Get in the queue. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's done quick. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, and and Joyce is talking about the the injection for yeah. the birch leaf miner on our beautiful birches, oh, which yeah. which are are getting a little bit decimated here yeah. in Calgary, unfortunately. So yeah, just call anytime, Joyce, and they'll get you in the queue and get you booked up. Okay, she said I want to miss it. Awesome. Thanks, Joyce. <laughs> All right. You have a good uh, Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks, you too. Happy Thanksgiving to, like, to Joyce. Like your show. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye for bye now. Bye-bye. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody and out there. Hopefully you get out and spend some time with family and friends. Yeah. And uh, enjoy. Don't eat too much turkey. Float in a heated pool. Float in a heated pool. <laughs> if you have her. you're so lucky to have one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, thanks again for listening um, to us here on 770 CHQR on Let's Talk Gardening.